it really is all heart. Um, I just straight away, I had no strategy about announcing. I just was like, oh my goodness, guys, guess what? I'm opening a place. And I was out there. And I just started telling people and I just started sharing my, my journey, talking about the days of in there painting and covered in paint and how me and my, my puppy and my husband were in there just roaming around, putting literally our hands and our hearts into the walls, into the floor, into everything. Um, I think that resonated with people. That's Sinead Mooney and this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Welcome back to the Yoga Life podcast. Perhaps you're having a bit of a binge. This is your first time ever listening to my little podcast. Um, well, welcome. Good to have you. Um, feel free to scroll around and check out different episodes after you've listened to this one. Because this week I got with me Sinead Mooney. You may be a teacher. You may be thinking about opening your own studio. And this is definitely a possibility. Um but it's not easy. And it's interesting to get an insight into what goes on behind that process. This is the first time I've actually had someone on who is a yoga studio owner. And um, I hope the insights really help you. Uh, I think that a lot of people are fearful about stepping out on their own, about committing to having a premises and trying to attract people into what they've created. But fear not, where there's a will, there's a way, and uh, Sinead really proves that. I actually know Sinead from doing our 300-hour teacher training together, and um, it's uh, it's great to see that someone who whose heart is in the right place, who really wants to create a space that everybody knows your name, like Cheers, <laughs> the TV show. And, um, you know, there's so many more people now looking to practice yoga and it's really blowing up in Dublin, which is fantastic. Um, that a space like uh, Sinead's Moon's Yoga Loft is definitely needed. So you're going to hear me refer to Sinead as Moon's. Don't be confused by that. Sinead Mooney, just shorten it to Moon's. And if you want to find her on Instagram, it's Moon's Yoga. And before we get going into that conversation, this episode is brought to you by 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yoga Root. Sometimes you wake up, I hope. <laughs> You're standing at the front of your mat early in the morning, maybe a bit of sleep in your eyes, still sipping on your coffee, trying to figure out what you're going to practice today, how you're going to evolve your home practice. But it's not always easy to look for ideas and figure out the best way to sequence. So if you go to yogaroo.ie, check out their beautifully designed and crafted cards by Ruth Delahunty, you'll be able to get not 1%, not 5%, 10% off with the promo code Kevin. Easy to remember, isn't it? So go on to yogaroo.ie, get yourself a little gift, or if you know someone who's got a birthday coming up, Boom, there's a nice little gift. And finally, if you're enjoying this podcast and it's doing something for you, please support it via www. which means the World Wide Web, I believe, kevinboyyoga.ie forward slash support the Yoga Life podcast. For the equivalent of one cup of coffee a week, you can become a patron of this podcast. 
I'd really appreciate it. It helps to give me a reliable source of income and uh, keeps this going. It also makes me happy and uh, feel more security in my life. <laughs> uh, you don't have to, but it's a suggested donation and I'd really appreciate it. So that's enough of that shenanigans by me. Here's Sinead. Hey, Moons. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, how you doing? I'm really good. I'm super nervous. Why are you nervous? I know, it's really weird. I know you and I know my thoughts and I know my words. <laughs> but, but yet, I'm just worried what will come out. <laughs> You're worried uh, what will come out of your mouth or my mouth? My mouth. Oh. I feel like sometimes that the words just come out like a big waterfall. People are left just standing there drenched, kind of looking at me being like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, no, I need a steady stream of information, not just like, yeah, so hopefully well, it'll come out coherent. Well, as I was saying to you um, on the couch earlier that before we start recording, I got interviewed a couple of weeks ago and the person interviewing me had actual questions. And I realised that when you're not prepared for that type of format, it's very hard to understand the question and then answer it. So I, I kind of, I actually don't think that way of, I think that way of podcasting is a little bit outdated. I mean, I, I, I love the Joe Rogan podcast because it's just a conversation. Obviously, he knows the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's better to let it flow like like a, uh, like a conversation. Um, but the reason, apart from knowing you and doing um, our 300-hour teacher training together, um, you're the first person I've had on the podcast that is a studio owner and I think this is <laughs> don't give me that face because <laughs> you are a studio owner um a new one I'm not it's a big dirty lie <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's something that is definitely um, an option for people but I imagine it's a big challenge um so give us the background it's called Moon's Yoga Loft yeah yeah so I suppose my Yoga name. Um, well, my name, my maiden name is Sinead Mooney. So mm-hmm. I came from Mooney. Everyone's always called me Smooney or Moons or Smoons. It's always been some variation on the moon. Um, so I didn't go and adopt a yogi name and say, oh, that would sound really hippie. Um, so, yeah, I have my Moons yoga and I was teaching around town and doing my thing. Um, and, yeah, would have always looked at the different options of how to, I suppose, bread on the table and still do what I love and to be honest I would have always been a little intimidated by the thought of opening a studio it probably wasn't ever really something that I thought I would do or I would actively look to do but the universe as always has better plans so (laughs) I moved home from Australia obviously Um, I'm home just about three years now and the biggest thing that I missed when I moved home was that um intimacy and sense of community from you know having a studio base and when I searched around town there was so many lovely studios and people doing great work but I I always kind of thought to myself oh I wish I had I suppose that creative control over a space but again back burner um and we bought our house I was so delighted and um have a lovely little nook of community um just in Black Rock up from the village and I thought, oh, how I wish that there was a lovely cafe nearby. How I wish that there was um, a little grocery shop just across the road. So anyway, I put it out there, manifested it, and the universe gave me 
beautiful cafe and does their oat matcha lattes and all of that jazz and <laughs> total notions avocado on sourdough etc <laughs> um, but it's delicious and they approached me so I was just living my life and they approached me and said hey I see you you teach yoga and you do do the yoga um we've actually got like space upstairs it's kind of a sin to waste um do you want to chat yeah now, they did not even know I lived around the corner Oh, wow. So it was actually um, like the overseeing kind of owners of, of, of different business people in the partnership of the whole network of of the cafes um, that actually, yeah, approached me. And then it was just by chance then that we were figured out that, yes, I live around the corner. And actually, yes, let's have a little look at this. Mm. Um, and then from there, um, I decided to take the space off them and just do my own offering because it's a small space. Mm-hmm. So in that safe zone of it being small and intimate and non-intimidating, I decided to open the place. Yeah. So and so below it is a cafe, like uh, as in so the coffee shop. Mm, it's called Fable and State. It's beautiful. Oh. It's really, really, really lovely. Um, mm. And the guys that all work in there are just so friendly and warm. And it's all of those elements that made it right for me. Mm. It and when the universe hands you something on a platter around the corner, ninety second walk from my house. Unbelievable. It's so it's strange. Yeah. So you had to. Yeah. I mean, that's this. It's a. I mean, I don't know if it's a sign, but it's opportunities like that just don't come up that often. I mean, I know that uh, two pups coffee in. Um, yeah, in, so in town. They, they have a uh, kind of a similar print idea, but um, that combination of food, drink, somewhere where you can socialize, and then yoga studio is massive because I think a lot of people go to class and put their mat down do their practice go home and they don't speak to anyone Mm -hmm. and they may not like to we don't like to admit it to ourselves but we want to have a little bit of interaction with people and so can people when people go into the cafe can they access the loft from the cafe no it is lovely because it's there it's right above it but yet i have my own entrance so you've got the cafe and then literally on the side of the cafe wall building there's my entrance there's a little indoor outdoor laneway um where you can kind of where i have like shoebox and where you can hang up your wet gear and then you come in through the doors into serenity and (laughs) rise through the stairs and it's all white and bright and beachy and chill and Mm. clean and all the things that i ever wanted from uh, my own special space the sun streams through because um it's south facing and there's like a fireplace and is there? yeah and I I have like an electrical fire I'm not gonna lie I don't have like a beautiful open fire I wish <laughs> I did um but it's just very serene and it again it's that exactly what you said it's that sense of community people mm. come in I want to know people it's an offering for the local area as well as people that want to pop in and and do the yoga and brunch thing mm. um so all of those things combined that's I suppose my why mm-hmm when I looked at it and I thought oh this is amazing universe has put it on a platter but really oh god it's a bit intimidating am I able um should I I just brought it all back down to it's it's not a huge beast that I'm going to be stressed out about filling Mm. um it's not a huge thing over my head and it's coming from a place of connection and community and from my small little pocket Mm. instigating a bit of change and a bit of um escape and um shift in people's lives Mm. yeah absolutely because i think like we don't realize 
why people come to yoga. Some people come just for a workout and that's fine, but some people come for a much deeper reason. And I think that in modern society, loneliness is uh, epidemic. It's, um, it's something, and it's, it's one of those things that you never want to admit you're lonely. Because when, when you're in school, for example, the worst thing someone can say to you is, oh, you Billy No Mates. Or I don't know what they say in Ireland. Would they say Billy No Mates? Yeah, no, they would, yeah. yeah? Okay. yeah. Or you're a loner. <laughs> a loner, yeah, that's another one, yeah. And that's like, that, that's that such a shameful thing to be when you're young. And then as I feel as an adult, when you get married or you have kids, or you know less and less people because you're living as a couple or you um your schoolmates your university mates move to different country different different city different town and therefore it's it's difficult to meet people and actually build a bond and yoga is a great way to do that because it's um you're looking after yourself but also you're you're opening yourself up to um a different way of thinking um do you think that um with your studio you'll do just classes or will you do like the whole shebang teacher trainings workshops all that stuff i would imagine it will be classes it's a environment that's very much not a huge sweeping room it is an environment that's a intimate Hmm. um community hub is how i describe it and i have probably come at it in a way where I haven't this five or ten year plan I'm literally accepting things as universe as they come and offering something that I would want mm-hmm. yoga meditation mindfulness escape mm-hmm. workshops I want to start doing movie nights oh cool t- talks like create a place that people mm-hmm. can go they don't have to go to the pub they have an option oh hey there's you know Mm -hmm. movie nights on or there is um that talk is on Mm -hmm. just a place that's really welcoming and homely and Mm -hmm. that's i suppose that's why i called it the loft it is upstairs it's very homely you feel like you're going into Mm -hmm. someone's sitting rooms Mm -hmm. and all my teachers and myself will know people's names i want to see people and Mm -hmm. i want them to feel seen i want Mm -hmm. them to arrive and be part of something and i encourage people looking into each other's eyes in class if you Mm -hmm. knock off someone it's a big joke, but we mm-hmm. repeat it. It's, you know, hey, you're turning and you've just knocked off someone. Don't have stranger danger. Look them in the eye. Smile. <laughs> you know, like, don't be so Irish yeah. <laughs> because we're so insular. And even when we come to a place where it is about connection within to better connect to the world, we can still be like, eyes my mat, eyes down. Don't mm-hmm. look at anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't touch them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really promoting come connect um, connect within, connect to everybody else. Um, but also that sense of escape. So I've created the quiet club, which is um, I wanted to create meditation class, but I didn't want it to be intimidating because I think a lot of people think, oh, am I going to have to sit there and be f- not fidget and be scared and um, intimidated for an hour? So I've created this 45 minute and it will be rolled out through the week in different little slots where I can put it. Um, mm-hmm. Quiet club. We come, yeah. we chill, you grab snuggly blankets and bolsters. Mm-hmm. We have a chat each week. I'll talk about a different theme Um give a little a nugget of um, introspection um, and a little nugget of something that might cause some introspection for people, um, they can take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do some breath work. Mm-hmm. It's actually pranayama. I sneak it in there and I call uh, it yeah. breath work. <laughs> <laughs> Fools. <laughs> it's yoga. I'm just infiltrating it through everything. <laughs> um, and then we sit together, group meditation. Um, 
we don't sit for long periods, five, 10 minutes, especially at the start. This is just my first few weeks. I'm not even a month open. Um, we'll build up from that. And then who knows, maybe I'll offer meditation trainings mm. um, and things like that. But it's not going to be in the huge sphere of, you know, making the millions and getting people through the door. That's mm. just the complete antithesis of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, but what just good to go back to what you mentioned there a second ago about um, calling it breathwork instead of pranayama. I think there is some some people a lot of people feel out of place in a yoga studio because of for me it was having to sit cross-legged i mean i am i would say i have a fairly intermediate to advanced level practice now and i still find sitting cross-legged quite difficult unless i've actually done loads of hip opening but yet um little things like that can make someone feel so out of place if you don't if you make it if you say things like sit cross-legged or if you need to kneel down you can do that as well but i think we should assume that most people most men anyway can't sit cross-legged and um and that way it gets people at least to feel comfortable it gets them into a habit of going along Mm. and then eventually maybe they will do things like sit cross-legged but it's it's allowing people to come uh, to feel comfortable so that they'll create the habit themselves mm-hmm. not just um accessibility accessibility yeah exactly um i wanted to, to speak to you about um the bit a little bit about the business side of things because i i don't think and i could be wrong i'd like i'd like to be interested in your opinion on this that an old school business plan works because you're this is something i did in college you know they'd say to you do do an, a demo business plan where you have a year, five year, ten mm. year plan. Like I, I don't. I, I would think if I was in your position. I, but again, I'd be interested to see what you have to say. I don't think I would have a business plan. I think right. What can I envision in the next six months? Maybe year absolute max, and try that. If it doesn't work, be agile enough to change. Fluidity. Fluidity. Yeah. Is key. So when you when you were going for the business, did you um, before you actually opened your doors? Did you have any kind of plan or any kind of even if it wasn't a plan did you have a certain objective my objective was to create an escape that was accessible create a a place that was accessible for people to get to both by scheduling timings that I thought would work for people Mm. and the types of classes that I think people want slash need so that was as far as really I got roll that out um, again exactly like you say take it from there let it evolve a bit organically take feedback from people what do you want uh, you know already people are saying to me we really want the morning class we want that half six seven a.m I'm like amazing mm. you ask I will build it mm, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I've created this place and you've come and we will grow together as a community it, I suppose it's like my yoga baby my little yoga studio baby let mm. it just grow and flourish and um, nourish it in whatever way it needs as time goes by so exactly like you said yeah. um and also you, if you're listening to what people actually want um and to the fact they can have direct contact with you is a mass is massive uh, i think that uh, i've been mean, i'm also interested in like how different studios run i mean i work for a few different studios and um yeah a few of them and um I, there's huge difference in how they run. An absolute massive difference. Some are very more on the the tri yoga side, like a bit more corporate, and and some are a bit more organic. And so there is there isn't a maybe there isn't a, a kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a formula 
to make a yoga studio work. But have you seen anything, any principles that you're going to borrow? For example, I'll give you an example, the no assist tag that they have now in Tri-Yoga. Um, I went there, I was in London a few months ago, and I, I seen they have tags, and you pick up a tag and you put it on your mat, and it will say, please, I do not want to be assisted today, as in, as in don't touch me. Um, what do you think of principles like that and that kind of thing? <laughs> I think they're brilliant. And I think that the more open and the more welcoming and the more accessible and inviting we can make it for people, the better. So if somebody has got um, stuff and they don't want to be touched, that should be you know, accessible and easy for them to communicate to us. So, mm. And the same as if you've got an injury. Like, you know, obviously we all ask before class, but sometimes people forget and then they don't want to interrupt the class. So again, I have thought about maybe doing a card that's actually reversible. And one side is um, no adjust and one side is flag that I've got an injury. And they could be like, you know, mm. different colors. So that, if, you know, if people are going in, they're like, oh, I just, I do want to have a chat, but you're busy. I don't, you know, I, I can't interrupt or they're shy. Mm. And they can just have that at the top of the mat and we can have a private conversation. Mm. But because my place is so intimate um, and community-based, um, a lot of people, you know, we do talk before class. It's very, it's very close and yeah. intimate. It's different if you've got 50 people in a room yeah. and, you, and you don't know who the new people are. You can't get a chance to get around to all of them. That, that, that is when a, ta- um, mm, a, a different system yeah. is needed, probably. Um, yeah. what, what about advertising or m- more accurately, marketing? What have you found to be the best way to get people through the door? I feel like when I start dissecting this new venture of mine, <laughs> I start seeing so many holes. I start seeing all <laughs> the things I haven't done. And to be honest, if I had actually been, um, you know, coming at this from that kind of corporate angle and like, you know, given my background and, and um, years ago I worked in advertising and marketing and TV and the whole shebang, um, I would have obviously done you know, a huge bank of content and um, really pushed it in that way. But to be honest, because it really is all heart, um, I just straight away, I had no strategy about announcing. I just was like, oh my goodness, guys, guess what? I'm opening a place. Mm-hmm. And it was out there. And I just started telling people and I just started sharing my my journey, talking about the days of in there painting and covered in paint and how me and my, my puppy and my husband were in there just roaming around, putting literally our hands and our hearts into the walls, into the floor, into everything. Um, I think that resonated with people. And mm-hmm. I also, the most basic thing I did, because it's it's residential and it's homely and it's, it's um, not in, you know, besides slick offices in town, I did a flyer drop. And it was great. Oh, like straight into the door. Yeah, I hired a company, just got a flyer drop. Mm-hmm. And it was really effective because it's something that is comes through the door and people actually did take notice of it and obviously mm-hmm. put it up in their fridges and were like, right, January. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to that after the Christmas. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, I have lots of traction through that. And obviously my Instagram, um, I talk a lot. I'm very open on my Instagram. And um, yeah, I'm a bit of an open book. It, it's never really um, curated or cultivated um, I try and be as open as possible. I don't mm. use the word authentic because I think it's been really overused at the moment. <laughs> but I do try and just be me. It's just me. There's never yeah. uh, something put up that's really contrived, and so it's what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the I think the stories is powerful because it makes it's it's you know it's for twenty four hours, so you know if you see something on a story, it's happening right there. Yeah. For example, we were talking earlier about how I will post up that I'm teaching in a certain studio that evening. And if the studio reposts that, 
it makes a massive difference because people will say, oh, they'll come to class and say, do you know what, I was sitting on my couch after work and I've just seen on my Instagram that the studio shared your post, so I thought I'd come along. And that adds two, three, four people to the class and it, it makes a huge difference and it makes the studio seem current. I, I almost feel like um, a website is needed in some ways for if you're going to sell products. Um, it's also maybe helps for legitimacy, for knowing where the place is, maybe, arguably. But I know so many people, studios, um, businesses that I don't even know if they have a website. I actually don't, don't know. Because with Instagram, it shows you that it, they're, they're active. you know. And the stuff that you've put up um, about the whole journey and the, the painting and decorating, and, and I think that really resonates. Definitely adding a dog in helps. <laughs> uh, Albert is pretty special. <laughs> but he really is. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring him today, but then yeah. I thought, I don't know whether you're like a dog in the studio kind of guy. I was going to bring him. Oh, well, I actually want to get a dog, but, uh, but I don't have a garden. So I don't know if... Can you have a dog if you don't have a garden? If you're committed to the walks, you could, I suppose. Yeah, is there something I'm thinking about? I'm actually thinking about getting a cat. Oh, cats are lovely. I love I love them all. Yeah, I, w- I was never much of a cat person, but maybe something to to, ex- to explore. I don't know. But um, so what about you and your actual apart from the business side? What about your actual your teaching side? Are you how many classes are you teaching yourself now a week? Well, <laughs> probably too many. That I'm and I'm again completely transparent. I did not, you know, think about how I want to present myself on this podcast. I just said, it's me. I'm gonna go and have a chat with Kev and just it's me. It's and that's always how I just try and be. So yeah, I will be honest, at the moment I'm teaching too much. Mm-hmm. I know I am. I'm um I'm trying to sort out the right teachers for the right slots. And it's really important to me that my beautiful, oh, such beautiful clients and students that are coming to the studio that they have really amazing people um there so I'm trying to just wriggle and jiggle and work that out and in the meantime I'm just trying to fill the holes and fill the gap um and yeah I'm teaching too much and then also I have um a few other commitments like corporate and events and things that mm-hmm. happen as well and so each some certain weeks can just bank up to be way too much so mm-hmm. I'm trying to sort that I'm trying to rein it in because mm-hmm. I want to have time for study for myself I want to have time to grow and keep growing and I want to have time to be present around the studio and help grow with the feedback that comes because I think sometimes what happens is studios can just get a bit static and Mm. it's it's done it's there fabulous and then maybe the person who's driving it turns away and doesn't really pay too much attention anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have to keep, make sure that that place stays clean and welcoming and beautiful and that the offerings are being changed in accordance to what people want. Exactly. So you, but you need time and headspace for that. So I just, I need to pull back and give myself more time. And What about, you mentioned about studying, because um, we, we did our 300 hours together with Bryce. Sure did. Which is, which is phenomenal. And I think that... Um, as I mentioned to you earlier downstairs, it showed me what's possible. Like that, that standard of teaching is, is like they're in the 1%, I I would say from what I've experienced. Mm, Totally. And I think by just simply being exposed to that has made me realize what's possible and how much I, how much better I uh, can get, need to get, want, want to get. Um, But in terms of other, 
development have you got anything planned in terms of courses you'd like to more study you'd like to do oh so many like it's endless what's next oh my goodness um um i want to do way more short sharp little 50 hour weekend or longer weekend courses i want to do um continue more meditation training i want to do maybe another 200 hour like there's literally a list that i have like there's so much i want to do but um there's just not enough time and obviously funds and commitment mm. um, you have to kind of juggle all those things and balance it but I I am so hungry to learn and I think that when you start losing that passion then you're maybe going through the motions a bit and mm. you're kind of rehashing stuff from the past and I feel like that you know um, advances in you know anatomy research and um, studies in the brain we need to be keeping abreast of them because they're constantly changing. So mm-hmm. I think that it's it's kind of not a nice to have. It's a must have that we are constantly learning and wanting to learn. Like, I love this. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I really respect it when the teacher has an opinion and then says, actually, I I have changed my mind. I uh, Now that we learn more about the body, a bit like Adam Hasler, for, for example, mm. who will um, question everything. And I think that... It's um, someone who is a, an eternal student makes a better teacher. Mm. Definitely, 100%. Um, one, actually, one thing I'm really interested in, have you heard of, um, it's called Functional Range Conditioning, or FRC. Mm. Yeah. FRC and cars and all of that. Yeah, yeah all of this Rails stuff. and pails. Yeah, yeah, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, they're tor- they're, they are torturous. I've, um, I've become real interested in them after we did them with DICE in our teacher training. And I've started teaching them in class. And apart from them being massively beneficial physically it makes people realize how little control we have over our bodies hell yeah <laughs> I, I, I i teach like some very basic uh, frc well it's 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 not basic if you've never done it it's very difficult and it's it's a really always uh funny how the reaction it gets from people because they're they're looking at their leg and their leg won't move they want to move you know and they're getting cramped straight away but um I'm from a physical point of view, it's massively helped me with like I could I could never do handstand. To be honest, what you see on Instagram from last year, which is amazing, is, <laughs> thanks. But that's like a lucky a lucky um, timing with oh, the person taking yeah. the picture, right? But now I I can like I'm way more control over my my body from doing this FRC, um, this functional range condition. So you could say it doesn't look like traditional yoga because. Mm and it doesn't but but um i think it's i think the more we learn about the body the more we learn how important mobility is and ev- evolution of the movement practice exactly evolution that's so important i mean yeah, i think a lot of traditional things are still mm. definitely valuable but it's so important to evolve and re-examine um but that's made me rethink um about my yin did we do yin together no no that was but uh, it's interesting that you're bringing it up because i do want to talk about something to do with that go ahead go ahead no no no, after it's you go okay because because yin is almost the opposite of frc Mm. and i i'm i since i've done my yin training with josh summers who is fantastic by the way brilliant teacher highly recommend any of his courses they get sold out really quickly but um, I haven't done one yin class <laughs> since. I haven't taught one you yin brat. class. <laughs> I know, I'm such a terrible student. Um, I haven't taught or done one yet um, because I'm so obsessed now with mobility. What's your thoughts on yin? <clears throat> so I, it's so funny because it all comes back to that idea of fluidity and that organic and evolution and growth and this honing it back down 
to you then um, applicable to you in your personal practice your journey at the moment is more focused there because that's what you're drawn to or that's what you're what's I suppose fulfilling you and um, I think then at some point your body and your mind wherever um, you're at in your life you might gravitate more towards the yin so at the moment you're not gravitating towards it and that's not bad and that's not good that's just how it is mm. I think that um, a certain element of both is needed um, and I think that and this is where I'm leading to because it's, it's slight detour no detours <laughs> are good but I do think that there is a huge necessity for people to start really um, coming back to their why of their yoga because I think a lot of people are um, going into um, areas where they're treating their yoga with the same extremity that they would a fitness class mm. or the same extremity that they would um, their office or their careers. They're kind of smashing out their um, classes per week and they're um, overworking themselves um, mm -hmm. too much, but not balancing that out mm. with the other. Mm -hmm. And there's only so many hours in the day. So I'm not here bagging out because I think that it's awesome. I think everyone should be fit. And I think people should run and, and climb and hike and mm -hmm. do their car, their FRC and do um, <laughs> weight training. I, I think it's all amazing and wonderful. And the more that we move, the better. But I think we are losing the awareness mm. piece um, and we're getting caught up again. It's like we're transferring that striving culture and that intensity in that nearly addiction mm. in our what was say in the 90s to do with your career and work and we're simply dumping it and applying that to fitness yoga mm -hmm. I see people in there they're smashing out the yoga class like yeah I did five this week yeah or I did two in a row and mm. I'm, I've done like a, a hot yoga then another hot yoga I, I, that's such a good point I think I, I recognize that I need more yin in my life for, for balance um, but I've just become obsessed now with handstand and I, it's so much fun teaching it, man. I, oh no, man. But, <laughs> you know, um, I'm your man. <laughs> your man. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, um, it's so much fun doing it that I've realized, uh, I can teach classes now and actually it, every class feels almost like a workshop. Like it's real fun. So exciting. You know? Yeah. And, and I just, and I do love that, but I, I, I could do with a bit of yin because I must say, when I did the course with Josh and when I've done yin classes, I've loved them mm. uh, because I feel that I get more into a meditative state doing that than I would do in uh, more of a yang class, mm. you know. Um, so and that, and that is part of the practice that I want to develop, that introspection, that um, more mindfulness for one of Insight, yeah. Insight, exactly. Mm. Uh, and to be a bit more gentle on myself because... For example, today I woke up 4.30, practiced for two hours pretty hard, mm. went to my corporate class, whatever, but had the rest of my day. But that's pretty much me every day. And I I think, do you know what is, is this is, I've never said this before actually, but I think part of it is that I'm 37 next month and I want to feel like I'm getting stronger, not weaker. Mm. You know, it's a bit of that kind of um, to, but there's the, the, there's the danger of burning myself out. Mm. so um but also as well mm. i'm all for that and i think you know if that's making you feel good and that's what it all comes down to the why 
I think it yeah. all comes back to the why. So if people are doing these things and you're, you know, going to the 15 yoga classes a week, certain people or whatever they're doing, um, and it's their why is still really true and it's feeding them in the right way and nourishing them. But I think what people do is they they end up doing it out of habit or because if they don't do it, then they've somehow failed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just really sad then because mm. the why is lost and mm. you're just going through the motions because of, and this is my worst word, should. You're not actually <laughs> taking that insight and that moment to see how you are today and act from that place. Mm. You're just acting in a way that maybe societal conditioning is telling you you should. Mm. Um, and I think that this is the area that I'm super interested in at the moment, like mm. really passionate about and very excited about. Mm -hmm. And not in a way that I'm bashing um, and the world being too crazy and intense and how, um, you know, people are working out too much. I'm not at all because I think that there's a place for that I'm th I, it's, it's exciting because I think that is driving us towards a necessity for more peace more rest more insight more calm more restore mm. because we can't keep going mm -hmm. at this pace of life mm -hmm. and then load on intensity in our physical activity mm -hmm. without strengthening the brain so you were talking this morning you're like I strengthened it was great and I'm like yeah where's the balance then you know are you going to create time in your day to mm. strengthen the mind you know look introspectively to how you are today mm -hmm. and yeah. maybe then from that how you want to feel yeah I mean how how I I mean like I like my morning routine I like but and how I would counter that is uh, I have a, a nap in the afternoon nice <laughs> so that's that's my um, my yin my oh lovely my is life. it like a yoga nidra uh, no it's just I lie in the bed and close mm. my eyes you need your cat and then and, you can uh, lie there and you can cuddle and that just I can see nice. it now mm, cat nap <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's my um oh, that's lovely but you see that's beautiful and like but what I'm seeing is people that aren't bringing that balance in mm. and they're and they're pushing themselves to that point of exhaustion their mm. nervous system is just burnt from mm. this fight or flight constant i'm super stressed and working i'm gonna run and then i'm gonna go be get super stressed to the gym and then i'm gonna go and i'm gonna do like a really hardcore bikram class and then i'm gonna be pretty intense and then after that then i'll go home and collapse and mm. we're getting spent and in a world where everything around us is working such an incredible speed and we should be starting to slow down we're racing to try and keep up with it and there's going to be a point where mm. well you must be feeling this yourself because you have you started your own studio i mm -hmm. mean um i mean it, 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 especially the phone in your pocket all the time in our pockets mm. is a blessing and a curse at the same time because you could always it's very hard to have downtime because you know you could always be doing something that's gonna help to increase the probability that your mm. studio would do better and better and better so um so with that kind of a business-minded question what's your what's You're all about the business, I know. <laughs> the business. Well, yeah. i'm like here like this earthy hippie trying to talk about how i feel and awareness yeah but give me the brass text <laughs> yeah yeah i know I've, I've, no no but i get it it's reality yeah i've addressed I've, ad I've, I've addressed that before like um i am kind of i suppose all about the business i've realized that this podcast is it is quite business focused. It is, but that's yeah. good. Because I, I find it interesting purely, and I spoke about this before, but purely because um, I realised that, God, it's all up to me. It really is. I have no one else to rely on. 
and I need to get my finger out and think about not just this week, but what's next. I'm doing what am I building for next month, next yeah. next quarter, next. You think of it in it. Apply, put your business hat on it. It it's does true. it does serve you well. Um, so t- 2019, what's going on in the loft? Any big plans? Well, drawing it back to the loft, um, I really want to build that mindfulness meditation escape insight awareness piece it's the environment for it it's bright it's light at night i've got nice ambient strip lighting it's very cozy it's chill so mm. i think that a lot of people have really good intentions um, and that they're at home and they're thinking oh i should try to meditate or start to meditate or i should take a nap but then there's kids screaming all over you or there's you know stuff to be done there's washing there's always excuses yeah um and i think that what I would love to start to do more of um, is to start is to build more of the quiet club or um, more meditation training, more mindfulness and actually facilitate the ability for people to come somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not intimidating way at all yeah. in a very open and friendly and like I'm not a serious gal, like I'm pretty relaxed and mm-hmm. like to crack a joke and I would want to make that offering more broad across my schedule mm-hmm. and um i suppose that's i suppose is it a dirty word to say like and then obviously that's you know a business plan too because yeah, of i want to roll that out and i want that to become part of my business but a big part of it yeah um and to really i suppose share something that i think is so integral and important and essential mm-hmm. um and maybe then on a, in an ethical way um instigate some change like actually change people's lives mm-hmm. and then by default change the people that are around them. Yeah. Their lives. Yeah. It's so powerful. Like I quiet club last night and I got so excited. We all left. Everyone was beaming. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's this business thing because they paid to be here. Let's not, you know, beat around the bush. Um, but they're so enriched and they're feeling so good and chill and they've tapped into that inner awareness. Mm-hmm. So... It's just a win-win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that it's needed. You provide so it's a, a service that's definitely uh, needs to be provided, and um, yeah, I think it will, it will do very well. I mean, there's there's a big need for more intimate uh, studios, hundred mm. um, percent. So if people want to find out more information, where do they go? <laughs> <laughs> so they can find me at www.moonsyoga.com. One of my best Nigella Lawson uh, voice <laughs> for that. Um, or my Instagram, but a lot of my interaction as well is like people flick me an email or they send me an Instagram private message and we ch- we chat and we talk and um and then we go from there. Mm-hmm. They come in. I've got loads of beautiful teachers as well. Like the offering is, oh, they're just people I want to go to. So mm-hmm. hence why they're part of the the gang. Perfect. So it's easy to find you, isn't it, online? Yeah. Pray, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Love my old Instagram me. <laughs> So um, thanks so much, Moons. Thanks a million. Yeah. If you found this podcast of value, you can support it in a few ways. You could review it on iTunes, share it on social media with a friend, blog about it. You could talk about it on your own podcast, or you could support it directly by subscribing on my website, kevinboyyoga.ie forward slash support the yoga life podcast which will give you a few little perks, uh, such as access to our private Facebook group, the Yoga Life Podcast Community, and Ask Me Anything sessions. 
Once again, this podcast is brought to you by 108 Asana Yoga Sequencing Cards by Yogaru. Great way to simplify your sequencing and to up your home practice as well as your class planning game. As I mentioned before, I've met with Ruth. Um, she is a former graphic designer who has designed these absolutely beautiful cards, which uh, will make a nice gift if you know someone who has a birthday in the next 12 months. <laughs> so to avail of that offer with Yogaru, go on to yogaru.ie, type in the promo code Kevin for a special 10% discount. As always, thanks so much for listening and I'll catch up with you next week.